Welcome to another edition of the Ab Astra podcast. Uh, today we have with us uh, David Just, who is a research leader at the project Tolmeos Arabos and Latinos, and is a researcher who has been doing a lot of work with manuscripts and with the catalogation of um, many astrological works, especially manuscripts in Latin. Welcome. Uh, Welcome. And um, well, uh, perhaps we should start to for you to talk a little bit about your main areas of research and your current research, at least the highlights. Oh, it's difficult. <laughs> uh, yes. So, well, what I uh, what I'm doing mostly is uh, my great project is, uh, as you mentioned, it's cataloging. Uh, Latin astrological manuscripts, and I want to see them all and catalog them all. Of course, I know very well that I will be dead long before I finish, <laughs> but I behave as if this was not the case, and, uh, <laughs> and I'm going as far as possible. Of course, I, I, it's one thing to, to describe the manuscripts, and it's another one, it's another thing to publish, and it takes a lot of time to, to publish, to put that, to put the material in a certain form that can be published. I find this extremely annoying, but uh, yeah, it takes time. That's the the, the, the problem, and I, I think that's the, the the main thing I'm doing is uh, is this catalog. Uh, Otherwise, I uh, yeah, I like to study and and making make critical editions of astrological texts as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but again, for me, the most important is to the work on the manuscripts. That's that's what I, I love. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I know that the catalogs are sometimes considered as a minor or a secondary work in research, but unfortunately, uh, it is unfortunate that it is so because usually the catalogs are the starting point for anyone who is studying textual traditions they, and they what's are, being done. They are crucial and extremely essential. Useful. Yes, yeah. they are. The catalog of manuscripts is the, the prerequisite for any work in medieval intellectual history. And there is no way around that. No catalogs of manuscripts, then you cannot research a topic, you cannot write essays, and there is nothing you can say, basically. It starts with this. Because even before you, you make a critical edition of a text, you need to know of the manuscripts, uh, where the text is concerned, preserved. So you, you have no choice. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, they are crucial, and I think we really need to understand the importance of this work, which is a lot of work, it's time-consuming, it's life-consuming, actually, and, uh, and it is absolutely crucial. I, uh, I used your books, especially the, the second book about the, the, the Bibliothèque Nationale de France, I used it extensively in my PhD, mm -hmm. and uh, Louis also uses it not in his PhD but in other in other research, and they are absolutely crucial. Yeah. So thank you for having the work, all the yeah. trouble, all the trouble of composing these books, which are absolutely essential. Exactly, <laughs> and essential too for any researcher. Could you could you? Um, Tell us a bit um, your project, your current project, your big project. 
or Ptolemaeus uh, Arabusit Latinus, is not exclusive of astrology, it's more extensive. It has to do with Ptolemy and Ptolemy's work uh, in general terms. But could you uh, please yes. uh, focus uh, a bit on the astrological part of this project? Yes, so what we are doing basically is to, we, we are editing the Arabic and Latin versions of uh, Ptolemy's astronomical and astrological world. And we can say that about 50% of the project is about astrology because they are all the Arabic and Latin versions of the Petra Biblos. Mm -hmm. uh, but we also deal with the words that were falsely attributed to Ptolemy. So we deal with the Sensodopium and with actually uh, many other words that were wrongly attributed to him. So all in all, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a big focus of text. Uh, because we also include the commentaries on the Tetralibus, the Arabic and the Latin commentaries, and also on the Centilopium and on the other texts. So in the end, uh, only in Latin it's uh, not far from 200 different texts, uh, at least half of which is deal with astrology. Yeah. It's a very ambitious project, mm. yes. Um, is yeah. it uh, for you, uh, because you have studied other areas of history and also the history of astrology, in your opinion, is there any particular uh, how can I, specificity for studying the history of astrology? And I'm asking this because there are still people who think that um, astrology should not be included in the history of science or in the history of knowledge. So is there any particular quality that, that an historian has to have to address these areas, apart from the other qualities that an historian has to have? No, to, to me astrology is not different from uh, any other field of knowledge. If you study medieval music, it's better if you know music, of course, and if you know how they, they, they dealt with music in the Middle Ages. Uh, that's better, that's uh, not absolutely uh, necessary, because I mean, you know that you can be a historian of medicine and we <laughs> remain only uh, really on the periphery of the field. Of course, you're not going to practice medieval medicine uh, weekends at all. At all. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but of course, the, the, the more you know, the, the better it is. So, but no, for the rest, it's the same. It's one and, and the same thing. You don't have to believe or not, it doesn't matter. I mean, that's a question that is not even relevant. Mm -hmm. No one is asked to believe in alchemy if you, if you study ancient alchemy. It doesn't, if you study Aristotle, you certainly do not believe in what Aristotle said. Because we, we know today that everything he said in natural science is completely wrong. But there are still many people who study Aristotle and it's perfectly yeah. fine. Yeah. So people who complain about uh, historians of astrology, but they should think twice. There's no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I, I was asking because, um, uh, well, alchemy does not exist today as a main, at least as mainstream. Uh, but uh, astrology exists today in a completely different version and a completely 
well, completely alienated from the medieval um, sources. So when people, when we say the word astrology, people think of the contemporary version and not mm -hmm. the, the medieval object of study that we are studying. And that was the reason that this misunderstanding that still exists uh, was the main reason I asked. Uh, so uh, it's more about clarifying the medieval field of study that is medieval or uh, also uh, early modern or modern, um, field of study, astrology has a field of study, and uh, exactly what you addressed. So we have to understand, and it's better if we have an internal knowledge, but it's not absolutely necessary. I I'm still, well, I'm still uh, with the idea of practicing um, <laughs> medieval medicine on weekends. <laughs> it's very tempting, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring on the leeches. <laughs> Let's bring on the leeches. <laughs> not only on weekends, maybe every day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, I mean, well, uh, I, I think medieval astrology is also uh, well alive field. If you think of uh, Ben Dyes, uh, he wants to resuscitate medieval astrology as a modern practice, and he's not the only one. Uh, we could say that all traditional astrology, because it's not necessarily Hellenistic, medieval, or Indian, or you know, no. traditional astrology, you can yeah. do something that is close to medieval astrology. And I would also add that I am not certain that I may be wrong on this. I am not certain that uh, modern astrology is that different from medieval astrology. To me, to me, it's very much. Of course, there are differences. Yes. Hmm. But it's very much the same thing to me. Well, I don't know if I agree with you, but that would be for another time. That would be a very complicated <laughs> discussion. It will lead us, <laughs> I don't know, until August or something we could say. But but it is a good question, indeed. Um, what How different is it? How different it is, yes. Yeah, in essence, yeah. So one of the things, and again, for um, regarding the misunderstandings of this this field, uh, one of the things that uh, I uh, I really enjoyed talking to you before in our one of our previous conversations uh, was uh, your uh, comment about Bruxelles Clerc, and I would like you to explain a bit uh, what is perceived normally of his attitude and uh, what you yes. take from his attitude by reading the sources. Let me just get a bit of context because usually it is understood that the early researchers on astrology such as Bushy Leclerc and many others of that period didn't have a sympathetic let's say attitude towards astrology at least this is a, an idea that circulates a bit. Uh, so uh, it would be interesting to just to, to hear your your views. opinion. Yes. Yeah. Now, what I uh, actually Boucher Leclerc is very clear in his introduction about this, and he says that he has nothing. He has no judgment to to carry against against ancient astrology or ancient astrologers. And he gives one exception. He says it is true. I had to to do something against Firmicus Maternus. Because this guy was really an idiot. He doesn't say idiot, but this guy really went too far. But otherwise he said, no, the only people I don't like among the people I had to deal with are the, the forgerers and mm. people who lie about, but not at all about astrologers. Mm. No, he is very clear about that. So it, it seems that all the people who say, and there are many, 
Boucher de Flair was like, you know, like the, the representative of a very old tradition of uh, very strong historians with strong ideas about what to, mm -hmm. how things should go and what intellectual history is. That, that's just not true. I mean, Boucher de Flair was not, does not belong to that category. And he would be very surprised to, to see that. I think it's all due to a misinterpretation of the last sentence of his introduction, which I forgot how it reads. Uh, on ne perd pas son temps à étudier ce à quoi uh, d'autres ont perdu le leur. But this sentence actually means nothing, and certainly not that astrology is bullshit or anything to that effect. Not at all. No. No. It's totally out of context. The rest of the introduction says actually the contrary. Now, what is certain, what is true, is that Boucher de Clare, he writes in a very flourished, very colorful French, and he is very critical of many people, but everyone, theologians, philosophers, uh, politicians, everyone. He, he has this, he is, uh, there is a lot of irony in what he, he does, but no, it's, it's not true that he, he was, uh, of course, he did not believe in astrology, that's for sure. No one did at the end of the 19th century, honestly, almost no one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was, uh, from what you say, an historian. Yeah. Someone who studies yeah. something as an historian, like in a objective, as mm -hmm. much as possible, an objective and neutral yeah. point of view. Yeah. That, that yeah. is the position of an historian. Yeah, and, and he really wants to, he, he really tries. I mean, his book is enormous, right? It's 600 pages. He, <laughs> He tries to understand how it works. He really tries. He does his best. He, and he tries not to leave anything aside. I'm not saying he succeeds completely, certainly not. No one does. But he, he, he tried his best. Yeah. I, I, I'm convinced of that. Yeah. Yes. The, the, does he, because I'm curious, in these 600 pages, does he give any clue, any hint of the reason he doesn't like Firmicus Maternos or is, or is it just a personal yeah. I think it's, it's all over the place, it's all over the place. He, he says elsewhere, that I remember in French, Firmicus Maternus est la terreur de qui cherche à comprendre. So, Firmicus <laughs> Maternus is like the, 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 the terror of anyone who tries to understand. To understand. But he is not totally wrong. Because Matonis wrote a lot, right? I mean, in quantity, he wrote the, the largest astrological work uh, in antiquity, right? It's it's more than Vetus Valens, it's more than anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's not that was not new by the time of Boucher Leclerc because I have seen many of the of the sources I'm studying of early 16th century and mid 16th century 17th century sorry uh, also saying that well and there's Firmicus who says this but and there's always this disclosure. Firmicus says something different, but we don't really we don't really we don't really uh, follow that, and then, <laughs> that's an historical thing. If we go further back, I think we'll see that in other sources as well. So, so Firmicus <laughs> has this capacity of putting everybody against him, so to say. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. I would just recommend to 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 those historians of astrology who like to quote uh, Boucher Leclerc, that they should read the whole introduction and they will change their mind. Yeah. 
But okay. that goes not only for Bouchelle Leclerc, but in general, if you want to quote someone, at least we can, at least we should understand the context of the sentence, because sometimes they well, just make one sentence. Well, that's of course it is. Yeah, I fully agree with that. Very but you know, here, you know, what you're talking about is actually is more politics. It's about fake news and things like that, and. Uh, I'm afraid there is uh, little we can do uh, <laughs> about that. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> so, so now we have um, many uh, works, many of the sources are translated, better okay, or worse, translated. but uh, they are translated or being translated. You, are, you have made all this uh, amazing work of collecting the, 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 the manuscripts of several libraries, and you're still doing it. Uh, and uh, some people are uh, working in translations. Uh, what do you think at this point, because so much has been done already, what do you think it should be done or what do you think it is necessary for the history of astrology specifically, mm -hmm. uh, in your opinion, and if you had all the time in the universe, what do you think should be done for, for this area? Huh. Well, <laughs> look, uh, first of all, I am... When I started to study astrology in the early 90s, uh, almost nothing had been done. So now, over the past 30 years, the progress has been enormous. It's almost, it, 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 it's, it's hard to imagine how much has been done. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's true that many texts are available, not always in a physical edition, but now we have the translations by Ben Dyke, so which means that a large part of the medieval corpus. I mean, all the, the great texts, they are available somehow. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe not the very best texts, but they are available, thanks to him. Um, we know the manuscripts better. But so, look, if I had now, if I was given a, a large amount of money, I would say we pay people to make, uh, to describe more manuscripts and do more critical editions because that's the basis for everything. And uh, I believe that in Latin only there are well over 1,000 different texts. But we are still very far from having seen, described, studied, edited all those texts. And I think it's important to continue uh, in, in that way. Uh, but this is, I mean, I'm not saying anything new. This is how it should, I believe, proceed in any field of intellectual history. First, you need to, to excavate the, the material. And then you can study it. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. doesn't mean that I, I, I would say we cannot study the material until we have all the critical editions. Certainly not, yeah. but it's very important to have that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, to have a good idea of the material, and mm -hmm. then we can begin yes. studying. Also, also an idea that uh, we haven't in, in the Aster project is very much in that line. Is also to study not only the the um, theoretical material, the books, the the, the primers. But also the, uh, the 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 examples of practice that we have, which I think it's also a very important component in this study to have access and perhaps edited editions of horoscopes, interpretations of horoscopes in every range of, of the, yeah. uh, our timeline, yeah. so we can really see from the theoretical discussions what they are exactly applying in their in their in practice. practice. Yeah. The difference between uh, uh, practice. That's right, yes, absolutely. In, in, in this field, almost nothing has been done. So we are really at the beginning. And, uh, and there, of course, there is a lot to do. Yeah. Oh, yes, oh my God. <laughs> I know, it's enormous. 
<laughs> and that, that's of course more difficult because if you want to do this, I mean, if you if you want to study uh, horoscope interpretation, uh, then you need to know how it works. You cannot just like uh, you, know, you can describe manuscripts and not not knowing how it works. Yeah. But you cannot describe a consultation without knowing how it works. Yeah, yeah. And then you need to know the theory. It's uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah, I think there are there are let's say perhaps three large fields uh, of study here, which is uh, the transmission of knowledge, which is basically mostly on the theoretical volumes and and all the all the information flows from from author to author, from time to time, from culture to culture. This is already is proceeding, not always done, In of progress. course, but it's from progress. I think there is the practice uh, which we we're, were just talking now. So so the study of how they did it. Actually, and we have much less uh, examples of that remaining or surviving uh, than than we have of the theoretical books. And there is also another component which have, has been coming into to my uh, mind a lot lately because of the work I've been doing, which is the teaching. So how is how does one learn how to be an astrologer? In medieval, uh, in, in ancient modern, times, medieval yeah. times, early modern times. How does one learn from this? Yeah. Is it something self-taught? Is it something that you, you have a teacher? How does it work? Because from what I've seen, we do have some works on the universities of the late Middle Ages, early modern periods, but we really don't know exactly the process of how one is educated into astrology. Yeah, yeah. You, you are absolutely right. Uh, we don't have the answer to, to that question. And actually, the answer was certainly not exactly the same throughout the ages, like, you know, like uh, in 12th century England and 16th century Germany, the situation was obviously not the same. Mm -hmm. uh, but it, it is a problem, we, we, don't, we, we don't know. Um, and, and that will have to be addressed very seriously at, at some point. Uh, we, we, well, we, we know that some people taught directly other, other people. Maybe the, the person you know very well uh, 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 Simon Bell, perhaps, if he, he had uh, private lessons from uh, Conrad Angarte, perhaps, okay. right? Uh, so even probably, because they, they, at some point they worked in the same place. Uh, so it would be logical to think that they were... Uh, but in this case, you, you don't need... Uh, I don't know how much you need of the theoretical books, because... I don't know, when, when you think of how uh, modern astrology is taught today, I mean, you have very few books. And many astrologers, they don't read books. They don't read theory. They don't really read theory. They go to evening classes. They, after months or years, they understand the underlying logic, and they apply it. And they, some astrologers haven't read anything. And they practice, and they are considered very good astrologers today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that is. The yeah, thing. there might be a, a lot of variation on this. For example, in my end, I the the, the, the documents I've been studying are mainly um, manuals for classes. So this is a class for kids. For for, for kids. For so, so for so we're talking about young people kids, yeah. learning from the age of eight to the age of fourteen, more or less in that age spectrum, who are being taught astrology as a part of their astronomical and mathematical education and what I have is the class book 
So not exactly the notes of the student, not at least not always, but the notes of the teacher and what he was dictating in the classes. And here we have a more formal uh, education into astrology. And as you said, although he does point to books, the, the, the classes in themselves are self-contained. So, so, so if they learn that, they already have an idea of practice. And then if they want to develop it, I'm not sure they would follow other sources which are mentioned by the teacher. But uh, uh, it is a book in itself almost uh, and gives a, a general idea uh, for a practice. Yeah. Yes. yes. So I think yeah. that's something we really need to understand how exactly is this being processed throughout yeah. time. We are, of course, this is difficult because we, we don't have... Uh, well, uh, to my knowledge, I don't have like a, a superb document that will explain no. Uh, this but no, I mean, I have uh, several stories in mind that uh, will actually provoke more questions than the, than, than answers. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, this, this is this is a, a complicated but also a fascinating question. It yeah. is. It, it is. is. Yes. It I think it's the three. I think this is a, there's a triad here that's quite interesting in the way. So of theory, practice, and then uh, education, education. And teaching, yes. Uh, yeah. Well, of course, uh, and then you, you may have many, many other questions like all the, the social history yeah. of astrology, like astrology and politics, astrology and arts, astrology and music, astrology and medicine, astrology and poetry, whatever. Yeah. Perhaps a, four, a fourth level, which would be practice. Uh, where is it applied? What are the consequences yeah. of its application? Yeah, the consequences. But I think in these areas that you mentioned, astrology and, polit and politics, astrology and society, there are very good works already. Some some people have done extremely good good research yes. so already. True, yeah. What I think it, it, it started it, that way actually. Yeah. It, exactly. It's like the external part. The what I think, in my opinion, what is still to be done, al although we already have a very good few good works is the internal view of astrology astrology as a technique how did these people work what how how was their minds working and for that we need yeah. examples not just doctrine yeah. books, but examples and but they the, are very uh, few <laughs> uh, absolutely they are very few but then you also know the, the downside of, of this is there is only one category of people on earth who can be interested in internal uh, study of astrology, that is, astrologers themselves. Well, because yes. historians, <laughs> I mean, maybe I am, well, actually, I am not sure that I am even an exception, uh, because I am certainly very much interested in the techniques. But also, I used to be an astrologer before I studied the history of astrology. So for me, it was, it's easier. Mm -hmm. uh, but otherwise, I mean, who... You know, if you write a very learned book about yeah. how alchemy works, like, you know, and how you make your mixtures, no one will read that book. Never. Uh, well, there are curious people. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that uh, astrology, because you are talking about astrology as a praxis here, as something that uh, we practice, but if you think of astrology as the main, uh, I would say the 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 idea that uh, pre-modern people had of reality, because not only astrologers, but physicians, 
political people, all sorts of people, they resorted to this kind of astrological universe. And by this, I mean geocentric with the spheres, with the, the elements. The influence of the heavens on the earth. Yes, all this correlation between the heaven and earth, all this transcends astrology and uh, uh, goes also into society and the way they saw the world there the relations between people the relations between the physical world so it will be interesting for anyone who would like to understand the pre-modern mentality also <laughs> not only astrology so if we think of astrology as a practice as something that we practice yes absolutely if we think of astrology as an explanation for the universe as it was in pre-modern times uh and they 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 talked about astrology the same way we now talk about atoms and uh, super strings and uh, other things like DNA. So it would be like the, ex the logical, mm -hmm. rational explanation they had for the universe. And in this sense, it will be interesting for all sorts of historians, also for people in literature and poetry and whatever, because they would, they would need this cultural basis to mm -hmm. understand poetry or... No, no, uh, actually, really, now you're right, of course. And it, I, I, I know, no, you, you're right. And uh, actually, I shouldn't have said what I've said before. No, you're absolutely you, right. <laughs> no, because John No showed exactly the opposite. Actually, when he wrote his book, uh, Chaucer's Universe, mm -hmm. he wanted to be able to interpret certain aspects of Chaucer's plays, and only if you have an intimate knowledge of astrology, you can do that. Because, you know, in some of the plays, even the, the characters, the way they move, is according to the movement of the planets and things like that. Mm -hmm. So if you do not know this, you cannot understand the play. Or, mm -hmm. you, I mean, yeah. you will have, a, like, a distorted view on the... Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and he wrote hundreds of pages to, to explain how astrology works. From, it's true, a, a purely theoretical point of view, because he wrote that book in the late 80s and at the time, I mean, you couldn't go into like practice because I would have been too much work. But yeah. that was uh, actually that illustrates exactly the contrary of what I said. Yeah. No, but <laughs> what you say from a, a specific point of view is absolutely right. Yeah. If we if we see astrology as only this practice, you're absolutely right. There are very few but, people who are going to. to yeah, to it's just limited. It. Yeah. It's limited. But uh, uh, what you said about Chaucer uh, reminded me of something. That is interesting. It was a small article that I published. I think it was in Culture and Cosmos. And uh, it is about uh, two uh, songs from uh, 14th century Portuguese songs. We had these songs like uh, love songs and also yeah. the minstrels yeah. and also love songs and then mockery songs. Mm -hmm. And these are songs of mockery, like sarcasm. And uh, yeah. they are about uh, this man who was a priest and uh, no, sorry, he was an astrologer and he decided to become a priest. And the, the way the song goes, and I can mm -hmm. send you the article if you want, but the way the song goes, uh, it's, it would not be understand, understandable by people mm -hmm. if they were not acquainted with astrology. Yeah, because he mentions Mars and Saturn, and at some point he yeah. says, well, from Saturn he didn't have neither money nor bread, so, because <laughs> there was a lot of scarcity. <laughs> and, and from Mars he got some wounds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and usually they has, this has been interpreted in earlier versions as something mythological or some mythal, mythical illusion. And it's not. It's purely it's astrological. astrological. And, and this would be funny for people only if 
they they could understand the astrological part. So it's like part of their culture. It, these references, they were not astrologers, I'm sure, and not everybody was. But even so, they could understand when they say Saturn gave him poverty. Oh, they knew what it was because they knew what Saturn meant. So this is more like, um, it's a funny reference to a song. And this was supposed, I think, to be a, a song for... I don't know, the royal court or something like that. Yeah. It was mocking yeah. about this poor guy. Everybody was mocking about this man. So he was there probably... Yeah. the collection. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but these two, these two mockery songs were about astrology. So it is, it is very interesting. I will send the article to you. Just as an example okay. as, uh, of, of mm. what you said about Chaucer also. Yes, so uh, yeah, that's, uh, I think that's this important to understand the structure. And perhaps not only the techniques... And I think this is almost close. I, I usually compare this with the, the history of mathematics, uh, in which you have these sometimes extremely boring books or the history of physics, in which someone explains how are they making the calculations and how they are working with numbers to achieve their calculations. And it's absolutely boring for someone who doesn't understand mathematics and couldn't care less. Well, they but are very good for people with insomnia. <laughs> they are good for people with insomnia, but they're still crucial to understand how mathematic operations are processed and made so we can understand how they do the calculations, how they do the tables, how they understand the movement of things. So it is a, the understanding of the astrological interpretation Source. and the astrological Source. techniques will follow in a similar category although we're talking about a different thing, but it's still the same kind. How do they process the structure? And uh, yeah, I think we need that in, in, in an academic historical context. Uh, so it's properly referenced, so the variations are... Um, noted. Noted, yeah. And that, that, well, this is one of the goals of the Astro Project. Yeah, this is one of our goals. <laughs> in any case, I think we are getting there because now astrology has become so popular that uh, there are so many people who study astrology. It's like, uh, it's totally compared to when I started 30 years ago. It's completely different. It's like, it's, it's another world. Yeah. It is. It is. Yeah, it is. A lot of good works. Yes, and there are a lot of good works, mm -hmm. uh, both from the social perspective or, or already some of good works from the internal perspective. On that note, I would uh, like you to say a few words about your new book. The autobiography, you know, the new book that you just published. That is published already. You mean the the Henri Henri Bat. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Bat, yeah. Yeah. What do you want to know? Everything. That book for me, so this is. The book was written uh, together with Carlos Tell, uh, Stephen Raman Book, and Shlomo, Shlomo Sela. And it was such a pleasure to prepare, to work on, to write. Uh, well, because of the, the, the interaction be between the four authors to start with, that was, that was something. Let me put it. Really, we had well over 1,000 emails between us. <laughs> uh, that was like, uh, including like two or three in the morning. Oh, look at what I saw here! <laughs> and but what is amazing about about uh, Henry Bate of Malin or Mechelen uh, is that so this guy wrote what we call a, 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 a astrological autobiography. So mm -hmm. he actually interpreted his horoscope, and uh, and he explains how he did it from 
from the, the first stage when he had to find his exact time of birth. Mm-hmm. And he explains how he did, how he, he investigated to find the, the exact time and blah, blah, blah. And then he, he proceeds over 200 pages to the interpretation of his horoscope, like all aspects of his life, and he compares with actual things that happened in his life, and, uh, and that creates a, a unique, a thing that is really unique, mm-hmm. uh, it seems, in the history of medieval literature. Because mm-hmm. we had other examples of the same kind, but very small but ones. But this one is big, really, is like, mm-hmm. and, and, and when you, you see Henry Bates, he knew, he had read all the Arabs, Ptolemy, Pernicus, Paternus, mm-hmm. he knew everyone, and he knew them very well. He had really studied them. Mm-hmm. He had obviously an enormous library, and he, 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 he gave that interpretation. Well, unfortunately, we we did not provide it. We, 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 we made a critical edition of the text that was mainly the work of Carlos Still. Uh, we have a long introduction that explains the context and, and everything we need to know, but we do not have an English translation. That's uh, Maybe we should ask Ben Dykes to do yeah. the English translation. <laughs> yeah, it would be a good idea. And I'm sure because he's so committed, he would do it in uh, like a month or something. Yeah, maybe, yeah. 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 No, it is. It is. It is quite interesting. This this kind of document uh, where you have the, the the direct testimony of the practitioner, uh, and uh, we have been having several um, people talking in the podcast, and, and, and that's that's a key element in their research, which is the testimony of the practice of the astrology. In this case, in the first person, because he's applying to himself. So yeah, that's that's it's a very good. Uh, contribution. <laughs> <laughs> so I think uh, we have addressed the main topics. There, is there something more that uh, you would like to add? Oh, well, yeah, well, I, I believe we could talk for hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we could. <laughs> yeah. mm. Okay, so I'll uh, thank you very much for... for, uh, for thank uh, you for the invitation. Here. That was a pleasure. And we hope to see you again soon in, 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 the, in the podcast uh, okay. so that we can discuss other topics and perhaps documents or anything that you think would be interesting to discuss in this format uh, for, for, for students, curious people, whoever wants to, to listen to us. <laughs> uh, thank you and, very much. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And thank you.